Good morning and welcome to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Stephanie March. And we are happy to be here with you on a chilly but there are sunny z- Saturday. There are zero degrees outside. There's a lack of degrees today. We have none. A lack of degrees. There's a lack of degrees. That's how I've decided it. It, uh, it. There is a little, like, nice, beautiful, little slippery coating of white. I had a lot of snow. You guys, everyone, this was really funny. We were uh, driving around the cities the other, uh, this week, and everyone was like, oh, there's no snow. There's no snow. And it's funny because there is, in a lot of areas, zero snow. I have a full coating on both the front and the back. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so for when I sit at home, I see completely white winter. Oh, that's nice yeah. because I see brown, yeah. leafy city muck. Yeah, I know. It's kind of funny, but I just realized, you know, that it's different. And there's plenty of snow came, I know, south of the metro. So if you're listening in the south metro, you were like, you people. And Kurt and Ellie were snowmobiling in Ely. So were there's really? plenty of snow north. That's good. But yeah, <laughs> the snow. Snow, snow, snow. I know. You just came back from somewhere where there was no snow. There was no snow. And... I want to just talk a little bit about it because it's a new destination for Sun Country. Oh, it is? And so a lot of people have never been there or heard of it. It's uh, St. Kitts and Nevis. And you actually fly into St. Kitts, which is a bigger island. And then if you want to go to the island of Nevis, which is only 32 miles around, Mm -hmm. you take a little like five minute speedboat ride over to the other island and they have like a ferry dock. Um, Wow. What? I've been a lot of places in the Caribbean and, you know... A lot of them feel there's like, here's how it is. You like exclusive resorts, exclusive homes, and then the rest of the people that live on the island. Yeah. And a lot of the islands are really geared for like tourists, right? So you have you have street food, beach bars, and then high-end, high-end. Right. Nevis is a little less like that. It was really more like people lived there. Mm-hmm. It was very tropical. Like there were monkeys, lots of monkeys. Really? Like, to the point where they were annoying monkeys. There was um, a moth, literally, Stephanie, as big as my hand on our dock. On really? our deck. Yeah, like as the, as big as a LaCroix can. <laughs> it was gigantic. There was snakes. We walked to a waterfall. Um, we went on this great walk with this guy that was a local that walked us up to this waterfall. And he had a huge machete with him. And he was showing us all the plants yeah. that they use for medicinal purposes and what they're for. Like, honestly, he must have showed us like 40 plants, wild basil, like all this stuff that yeah. you just would never know on a nature walk without someone who knew what they were doing. I will say the island was gorgeous. It's all sugar plantations that are in dif- different degrees of disrepair. Yeah. Um, They haven't had sugar there since like 1962. Alexander Hamilton was born there and his estate, the Hamilton estate is there. Yeah. It's pretty overgrown, like with stuff. Like we had to pick off wild jungle things to go in and look at it, which is just sort of how the island rolls. You know, you'd think, wow, Hamilton's having a moment. Maybe you'd open a museum or something, but no. No. Um, I think the best thing we did was we went to this plantation um, the Hermitage Plantation, where that we had a traditional West Indies meal, mm-hmm. and it was like, if you can imagine a colonial plantation, right? So it's all British, yeah. With like, it looked like the inside of the Kenwood. You know how it's really cute and Plaid all these, and yes, very, yeah, and just very colonial. Yep, lots of silver service and um, like China tr- dishes, mm-hmm. just like you'd have if you were in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, that's all still there. And then they just put out this giant buffet of food on this gigantic dining room table. 
And it was like we were at someone's potluck. Yeah. And it was awesome. They had like a rabbit terrine, uh, a lot of pumpkin dishes, a whole roast pork, a roast goat, and just really traditional dishes that, um, like, not even greens. They don't have greens on this particular island. They grow them aquaponically. Um, yams, sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was super fun. It was cool. a great, great trip. I'd recommend that island. Only the other thing I would say is it's very expensive. So the Caribbean is kind of expensive right now. I it hear. is even more than I have experienced. Um, everything was like two to one. But and I think they have a lot of repair and a lot of yeah, stimulus I don't know. of growth. And I, don't I don't know. know. They have their own money there and they're mm-hmm. kind of further out. So I think the further out you get from quote, quote, civilization, the harder it is for them to truck in stuff. Yeah. Um, we had a VR, VRBO, which was excellent because we cooked four nights. We went out to dinner and, you know, I don't go out to dinner with four people a lot either, mm-hmm. but I thought like $650 for four people was a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Every like lunches were $300 oh, and we only had lunch out a couple times. Wow. We actually, our housekeeper, apparently there was a note in the book that she makes roti. So we had her make roti for us two days. Yeah. Which is like a chickpea stew in a hummus wrap. Mm-hmm. And oh, that was super good. Yummy. So yeah, it was a great trip. It was fun. That is it was so fun good. to travel with my 20-year-old daughter. Yeah. Who honestly, for the first time, like we just enjoyed each other's company. I wasn't trying to mother her. She wasn't trying to rebel against me. Like it was just so normal and yeah. so nice. Nice. Adult children can be delightful. So delightful. <laughs> and this was like, I've had moments yeah. of adult children that yeah. I've enjoyed. But this was my first like... Fully adult child trip where I just felt like we were adults and it was fun. That's good. So that was great. I like that. Hey, I wanted to tell you guys, I put on the Facebook a very specific question and I want to tell you why. Okay. I read this article last night and it kind of just stuck me and I was angry. Oh, (laughs) I love angry questions. I know. Okay. So because basically we had, uh, there was a woman who, uh, she's a very high powered attorney. Uh, She's, or I mean, uh, executive Clementine Crawford. And she's in New York and she's a jet setting creative executive. She's, you know, she's one of, of those, she is. I know one of those extremely busy, awesome women that we all kind of wish we were. And she went to her favorite eatery in New York. Like the, her, she was on a big trip. She came home. She was like, I'm just going to go dinner, sit at the bar. Yeah. I'm just going to go eat, answer my emails, do the things. So she says, I perched at my favorite seat at the bar and started to respond to all the emails that had arrived on the flight over. She goes, a waiter approached a familiar face, but oddly hesitant on this occasion. This is her normal place. Okay. He advised with evident embarrassment that I was no longer permitted to eat at my usual spot and that I must now sit down at a table. And she's like, okay. I, you know, she's like, okay. So then she said, when I returned a few days later, I was told to move yet again. Then from her new table, she watched a fellow regular, a male one that uh, sat at the bar and ate dinner without incident. Nobody asked him to move. He was sitting at the bar. So she was assuming that they're no longer serving dinner at the bar, you know? Mm -hmm. So she had to go to sit at a table. After speaking up, she learned the owners had ordered a crackdown on hookers (laughs) and assumed management believed upscale escorts working the bar lowered the tone of the place and it would be less obvious if they were behind a table. So she spoke to the owner and explained that she had been misidentified. She was like, I'm not a hooker. <laughs> and then, you know, but he said that he could he could run his business as he pleased and that she was no longer welcome to eat at the bar. Only a table. He's right about that. But what a dope. Wait, what? 
You're can. saying that he's uh, well, he's right that he can run his business at one, but you're saying it's okay. No, okay, no, but he's a dope. No, he's right. a complete dope so and he's, a racist and no, a misogynist. A, he's a sexist. sexist. Not a Thank racist. you. Not racist. Sexist. <laughs> one of the is. Any of the is. Right, but the point is, is like. I mean, my God, so he's saying that no women, he's not allowing any women to sit at the bar because they could be hookers. Yeah. And how about the men? Uh, last time I checked, there's this a few is, men that I, do the donkey dance for money. I love the idea that they're, everyone is like, um, there are male hookers too. Yeah. You know, they're saying that. But anyway, what's really funny is, of course, this is a powerful CEO female. Like, this is like this whole thing of like, really? Like, she has to break all the ceilings and now she has to like at her usual bar like they know her there and they're still not letting it because they're just putting the blanket over all women are hookers so you can't sit here so my question of the day was this is at Nello are you a hooker? by the way this is at Nello in New York I'm going to name the name of where it is because she was like being nice around in the article that she wrote there's no nice and then everybody out it is like no it's Nello and so if you happen to be in New York you can go ahead and give Nello the business of you know the bird as far as I'm concerned or just not eat there well I'm saying don't ever yeah. give them your business but anyway I thought about what was the worst thing because I think if I was sitting at the bar and someone was like you have to leave and then I f- you can't sit at the bar and then there was a man sitting at the bar I'd be like I don't understand what and they told me I would throw a fit right there me too I would absolutely make them pay in embarrassment for what me too their thing was so a I was screaming fit kind of <laughs> ridiculous right so I did wonder what the Facebook question of the day is it's kind of time for a rant I thought we could have a rant day <laughs> <laughs> since it's like basically so cold rant. you're sitting in your house and you're like Ugh! you've been clean eating for about three months yeah so it's you're, time you haven't drank in right. three weeks yeah you're dry me, January. Three weeks. Yep. it's time for a rant three weeks of clean eating you're ready <laughs> the rant is what is the worst service that you have seen or received at a restaurant so that's what's on the facebook question now we have a really great human who is very tuned into service here today coming on to the show so i'm excited because he's very good he understands service and his mm-hmm. whole company does but so we might put a question or two to him that's what i thought so what was yours? Your what, worst? What's, oh, I can't even. I've had so many. <laughs> I think mine I think was, yours was Champs. Champs in St. Paul. I think where they literally were just like, yeah, we don't want your business. Get out. Because they didn't put any dressing on my salad. Yeah. I know. That was a very. <laughs> and no avocados. But that was a super strange one. Yeah. And it was so upsetting. My husband and I, like, I was almost crying. Yeah. It was so upsetting. They were so mean to us. Yeah. I remember. About, I'll never forget that. Yeah. I, that's always, just, for me, your worst service sticks out more than any that I've received. Well, and then I tried to buy the gift card at the Chinese restaurant in Dinkytown. Yeah. And he, there was a sign outside that said like, spend $25, get $5 free or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so the sign. And he was like, what sign? <laughs> and then I went out and looked at the sign and he, he goes, show me this sign. I take him out there. He goes, that is not my sign. And I was like, oh, well, it was right in front of your store. So I just assumed he was like. We don't need your business. Like he just went right he to. He was right to. You're I'm never allowed to come back. Mm-hmm. And I started screaming. Oh, you loudly did. Oh, God. in the restaurant. Oh. Oh no, you didn't. Is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't just try to kick no. me out of your restaurant when all I'm trying to do is buy a gift card. Did you? Yes. Did you? Are you sure you're doing that? Yeah. I'm sure your parents are the people running this restaurant, and I just went on and oh. on. And yeah. then I had to leave. You had to leave. Yeah. And you left empty handed. And I felt like his mom's probably back there cooking the food. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. It was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Just a. Yeah. Oh, I remember that too. Now that you're saying that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. No, I mean, I've had a lot of stuff, but I've being on the other side of working, you know, situations. I also know that, you know, I know circumstances, but I've, I, my thing is I've been on the other side and had to kick out drunk people. That's always my favorite side of it, but we'll let that go. We got to take a break. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a break. You're listening to the weekly dish. We've got a great show coming up. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. Guess what? 
Hanson did a segment <laughs> on the Jason show this week, an Instant Pot segment. Let me tell you something. I had to stop my email <laughs> notifications from all the members joining the Weekly Dish Instant Potters. And that's nothing against you people who are joining. It's just the fact that over 450 of you joined Welcome. because of the uh, the segment, which is wonderful. All the Potter people. Hello. All the Potter people in the world. Hello. We, and we, as I was walking in the security guard downstairs, he goes, yeah, uh, I saw you on the Jason show this week. And uh, yeah, my parents got me an Instant Pot. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm talking to the security guard about yeah. his Instant Pot. That's amazing. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah, honestly, it's sort of one of those things that we can always tell when there's either you know news about it or a deal or something because the Weekly Dish Instant Potters groups grows. Within the last month, you guys, a thousand people have joined. That's so amazing. So that's we have more people following us on our Potter page than on our radio show page. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but don't let that bother that's you. A, but we have people from all over the yes, country. And yes. so it's like people have shared it with other their friends and mm-hmm. said, hey, join this group. And then so I think it's been wonderful. So we wanted to make sure and do an Instant Pot segment today because obviously so many people are new and we wanted to kind of bring everybody together on it. And one of the biggest things that is, I think... Uh, common. So, you know, when you get an Instant Pot, you're always kind of like, oh, everyone asks, like, what is the thing you do the most? And you and I apparently, Jason asked me this the other day. He's like, what is the thing that you do the most? And I said, eggs. And he goes, God, that's what Hanson said. That's so not <laughs> sexy. And I'm like, I know it's not sexy, but that's it. But I was thinking about there's, so, and then, you know, as we've seen on the page, we want to make sure that you don't just learn about eggs, but you post the things that you do great at and that you post the things that you failed at. I forgot to take a picture of my burn fail so tell me your burn fail it was so weird stephanie so i had a pile of frozen chopped pork uh some gravy from a beef stew and some beans that i'd cooked and all three things in mason jars frozen okay and i wanted to like get rid of them so i thought i'll just make like a stew or something so i thaw them all out i dump them all into the instant pot and i turn it on and i'm only gonna cook it for like five minutes but i first do rice because i want to put rice underneath it right so I cook my rice and I only did a half a cup of rice and a half a cup of water and the rice didn't turn out great. Yeah. It was like half cooked kind of because there wasn't enough water. But I was like, that's fine. I'll just dump all my stuff in on top of the cooked rice, stir it all together, give it five more minutes and make this stew. I could not get the pot to come up to pressure like it would turn over I just couldn't get a steam going. So I thought the pot was broken. Yeah. And I had a, another pot because I was doing the Instant Pot segment. And so I had my niece's pot. So I open hers, get it out of the package, and I transfer the, because I'm thinking my pot's broken. I can't get hers to come up to pressure either. Like, this is so weird. And finally, I get this notification, burn. I was like, burn? What is this? And I can hear it boiling. It said burn? It did. It said burn. And it's boiling, but it's not coming up to pressure. And this goes on. Kurt I've and I have never seen that. Yeah, Kurt and I trying to unplug it, plug it in again. We are fiddling with the rim. We're fiddling with the seal. This goes on for like twenty five minutes till finally, because it's been boiling. Yeah, the stew is cooked enough to eat. Right. That's yeah. So we eat the stew, and as I'm cleaning the pot, sure enough, there's like an inch of corroded black stuff that's burned onto the bottom of the pot. This thing is like safety proof. Yeah. It was just, it was crazy. That's why it didn't work. It totally worked. We did a water test on both of them after we cleaned up. Worked fine. It was like it could sense that there was something there that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. That is cool. There was, uh, there was, um, 
Yeah, actually, Matt, my 28-year-old, they were all cooking, 24-year-old, or they were all cooking his buddies in their house, and they were trying to make ribs in the Instant Pot, and I told them that they have to circle them, you know, standing yeah. bone on end and all this stuff. And he was like, okay, well, it's been an hour, and it still isn't up to pressure. And he's like, aren't they already kind of cooked? And I'm like, a little bit? Like, yeah. But ribs, you, I mean, like, that's not going to affect him as much, but I think it was just their sealing ring the seal is was a, too loose. Yeah, and that is a common, huge mistake that you just have to. And there's unfortunately the bummer with that is that you really don't know until you have a fail. Yeah. And I think everyone should, if you have an instant pot, order some extra seal right now. Yeah. Some extra rings. rings, ceiling rings. The other thing that happens is if you cook something and then you open it and you want to cook it a little more, like I do this with beans because yeah. it's harder to time beans that are dried. Yeah. Because you don't know how old the beans are going in. Right. If you open it then and then try to reseal it. That ring never fully works exactly right the second time because it's already stretched out. Oh, really? So I, if I'm going to open it, check something, and then I'm going to try and seal it again, I switch the ring. Oh, wow. Because okay. otherwise it always ends up where there's like steam coming out the sides a yeah. little bit. You know how it gets that condensation? I've, done, I've never had to do like a reseal. Really? Oh, I've I've had to do it a couple times. Yeah. I mean, I don't cook a lot of, mostly mine end up being longer things that just yep. kind of get done. But I have, I did have a, I mean, my rice, one of the things is using, just assuming that rice works for all rices, the rice button. That's a common one um, because I had brown rice and that's going to take a little longer than your normal rice setting. Do you, I, th- my secret for the Instant Pot, which probably is no secret, but I never use any of the buttons. Oh, I do I literally I just kind of use manual and yeah. timing. Yeah. No, that's true. That is true. Um, and that's always, I mean, that's kind of like easy. It's as long as you're in high or low pressure. It depends on, you know, switching back and forth for what you want. I've used a couple things, but I don't really use it that often. I just do thought do- rice was like pink and I did that and then I figured it out. Pot in pot too is a lot of people are either way into it. I've never done pot in pot, which is you have the trivet, you put a pot in there and water around the outside of the pot, and then you can cook things in that pot. And sometimes like you can cook a chicken breast and vegetables at the same time. Yeah, I I know. Well, a lot of people do that because they want to do like, like that's how you do your cheesecakes and things like that. I just don't have a pot that fits in my pot and I haven't ever gotten one. Like a lot of the spring form pans and stuff that all works in there. I just have never I just don't have that. The one thing I think I did a good job about on the Jason show is like what people forget about the instant pot is. So I did a five minute risotto. Yeah. Well, that means the pot still has to come up to temperature. Yeah. And that takes about five minutes. So really the recipe is about 12 because you have to saute your onions and saute your rice. Yep. You know, nothing is as instant as it seems. No. No, but it is quicker. It is. And it's hands free is the bit. I think that's a lot of things for a lot of people. Like the risotto issue is you are always you're stuck at the stove stirring the risotto. If you're going to do that, if you're going to do it stovetop. Yeah. But if you're doing it in the instant pot, you can go and do a ton of other things while that's cooking. And like shit, frozen chicken, like throwing frozen chicken breasts in in that and just like having that and then coming and having your meal and it's done. Yeah. Like some of that stuff That's is just magic. amazing. And to cook from dried beans. Yeah. Like and cook them in an hour. Yeah. That is amazing. Okay. I'm going to go over the 10 most common instant yeah. pot mistakes because I want to make sure to get these in. Number one uh, is forgetting or here's one to forget to place the inner pot back into the instant pot before pouring in ingredients. <laughs> That's a mistake. Oh. That's a common mistake. Wow. So if you think like you're just putting stuff in and then you seal it and you don't have the inner pot in there that's a problem wow overfilling the instant pot yeah that is a huge thing if you have too much stuff in there it will not cook and there's a fill line there's a fill line but you have to remember that also more too much water we've discovered that 
Um, using quick release for foamy food or when it's overfilled. Don't use quick quick release with overfilled if it's too fu- high up or if it's foamy because then it spurts out. Yeah, and you can put a towel over the top if you need to yeah, do that. Yeah, I always do now. Uh, pressing the timer button to set the cooking time. Instead of doing hitting like doing the button and yeah. hitting go, you yeah, get yeah. the timer, which is a clock. Yeah, and then know? it's not going to start. Right. Uh, forgetting to turn the venting knob to ceiling position. I'm very guilty of this. I'm like, why isn't it ceiling? Oh, I have. Yeah, I've done that too. Yeah. Uh huh. Place the instant pot on the stove top and actually turn accidentally turning on your stove. <laughs> I can see doing that. The old, of course, the old pressure cookers were stovetop ones. Yeah. This one is a plug in. You do not need to put it on your stove. I can see that. That's happened. Uh, cooking liquid too thick, not enough liquid, too much liquid. The balance. Let's just remember like a cup of water or broth or whatever is kind of a good standard for things. And it's they say like and this was, I think, why I burned my stuff was too thick because yeah. it was already gravy. Yeah. A minimum of a cup of water for everything for the most part. Yep. Pretty much. You need at least a cup of water to get it to get up to temperature. Yeah, and that's it's using that right. Uh, forgetting to put the ceiling ring ring back in the in the lid before cooking, you've forgotten that mm-hmm. it's out, and you're like, why yep. isn't this working? Using the rice button for cooking all types of rice, of course. We were just saying, and using hot liquid in a recipe that calls for cold liquid. I don't remember. I don't know if I've ever had any dealings with that. I don't know either. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Here's one thing I want before we're done. I want to let you know there's a weird, there's a recipe out there for instant pot popcorn. And knowing how you and I love Love popcorn, popcorn. (laughs) it's the biggest joke. She's using the saute pan. She's just using it as a saute. Like she's just (laughs) using it as a pot. So she calls it a pressure cooker popcorn. That's not true because you're not putting (laughs) it up to pressure. She's putting a glass lid on top of her on her pot like a pan a pot lid i'm like you this is the same as stovetop popcorn but she's trying to like make it like instant pot pop so let me just tell you what if it is out if you're just using the saute function on it it's not using a pressure it's not a pressure cooker but what's cool about that idea is like if you have a really small kitchen or you're like a single person and you don't have a lot of stuff no, I agree. I like agree. You can use that saute feature. Yes. And it's not as good as a pan no. or a ca- it's not as good as a lot of things, let's be honest. Right. But it's better than nothing. Right. Well, and if you if your stove is broken, you can yeah. still make popcorn. Like that's, that's right. for sure. But I hate that she calls it pressure cooker popcorn. Because she's just capitalizing on the instant pot craze. Yes. So Don't capitalize unless you beware. know what you're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there we go, you guys. All right. Well, we are going to take a break. And when we come back. Yeah, we're going to talk to Mike DeCamp uh, um, from P.S. Steak, which is the new restaurant in the 510 Groveland. And we're going to talk to him about what's happening over there. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. I'm and Stephanie March. <laughs> Even though you're maybe wondering who you are, you are Stephanie March. And you are Mike DeCamp. I am, I am. Welcome. Uh, very excited to talk with you about P.S. Steak, which has rebirthed inside the <laughs> 510 Groveland. I always have to tell everybody this story because it's so cute. My husband actually lived there. Oh, really? And he lived on the second level. His dad was responsible and led the board when they brought the first restaurant in many, many years ago. Sure, sure. And he uh, worked in the um, underground garage. He worked in the kitchen with Lucia. That's awesome. And he would uh, stay out late at night and climb up outside the building (laughs) to the second level to sneak back in his house. (laughs) So there's that. So we got married at the, or we had our rehearsal dinner at 510. We just have always had really strong feelings about the place. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you're in there because the bones of it are just so amazing. It's such a beautiful spot. 
Well, that's kind of my take on it too. Is that there's only a few iconic restaurant spaces in the in the cities, and that's one of them. And I'm so happy to be back in there. Yeah, because you helmed La Belle Vie, uh, or not helmed, but worked with. There were a number of people that yeah, were involved yeah, yeah. in La Belle Vie. How long were you the um, chef there at La Belle Vie? Uh, well, I worked there. They were open for ten years. I, I I was there for nine and a half years. I was the chef de cuisine there for about five. Okay. So. Excellent. So was it weird coming back? And how did, I mean, you obviously updated the space. Yeah. You know, it was, it was weird for a minute uh, before we started working on it. When the thought of coming back there, because you know, two of my uh, mentors came through that space as, as chefs and the thought of uh, doing that myself was strange, but uh, then it got fine. Yeah. And what did the space need a lot of updating? Like, what did you guys do to it? The main changes we made were in the back dining room. Uh, the lounge, uh, we thought, which is in the front when you first yeah. walk in, it didn't need a whole lot of updating. People love that lounge. People remember, remember that lounge. They have a lot of fond memories. The back uh, dining room was always kind of perceived as being very stuffy and very kind of kind of dreary drab. Yep. And, and so we made a lot of changes in there. We, we really focused in that area and made it more cozy, more intimate, more friendly. Yeah, I can't wait to, I'm going to go there this Wednesday. I think stuff's going in the next week and a half. You, the food has gotten rave reviews. It's a steakhouse. Yeah. Is that it, how you describe it? It, 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 it? You know, there's only so many types of restaurants in the, that you can say words for. And yeah. a steakhouse fits, it fits the bill of a steakhouse, I think, the most broadly, yes. So on your menu, I'm assuming you have steaks. You're probably you got a fish, a chicken. I mean, mm-hmm. what is? I don't even know what steakhouse means anymore. Well, I don't think anybody does. That's, That's kind of the point, right? right? <laughs> well, we're trying to change the perception a little bit of a steakhouse. And I think when you say steakhouse, generally, broadly, it means that you have the same menu and you don't change very often. Our plan is to change the menu. I want to treat it like any of the other restaurants that I'm in charge of, where we change the menu as frequently as we want to. We stick within the seasons, even changing the meats uh, that are on the menu as the steaks. Because there's so many different cuts that have always been there, and mm-hmm. the chefs always knew what the cuts were, but now the diners are getting more familiar with Steph's bivet. Is that mm-hmm. how? You, and the different like cuts. Um, are you noticing that that gives you a little more flexibility with the menu, or did you always use those cuts and it's just a marketing tool? <laughs> um, well, they're all marketing tools, right? Yeah, sure. We we, <laughs> we use some uh, some really interesting cuts. We don't have uh, thirty steaks on the menu uh, just to please everybody. We have a few. Uh, carefully selected ones like our favorite my favorite cut that's on there's the Denver steak um, and that's one it's also known as a Zabutan and there's not very many restaurants in town that have that you can you can tell uh, that it's it's kind of it's a curated it's not it's not like I said it's not just a broad selection of meats it's it's carefully chosen ones that we really like what is a Denver steak so Denver steak comes from the chuck it's like the shoulder and you can't usually you'd use it as uh, they'd sell it as uh, boneless short ribs Uh, but that we get it from Snake River Farms, so it's got a lot better marbling. You can cook it like a regular steak. Yum. Um, it's great. Okay, that's... You're going to see... I think you guys are going to start this Zabutan trend. <laughs> I think there's somebody else I saw on the menu as a Zabutan. So I yeah. was like, ooh, it's going to start coming out. We we, we, we sold uh, 200 of them last week. Yeah, which okay. Which the, the, the highest seller by far. What's so. your favorite side? Uh, well, my, <laughs> my favorite side is actually a throwback uh, to Solera. It's uh, basically spicy French fries. So it's... Uh, <laughs> Patatas bravas, uh, they're, they're fried potato wedges tossed with uh, a harissa type sauce with a side of lemon aioli. So we made the sides a little more interesting too Yum. as opposed to just being hash browns. We have just hash browns, but we also have oligo potatoes. So we do three different types of potatoes. Okay, I love it. Um, you were instrumental in uh, opening Manello. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is in the Ivy Hotel. And you also uh, have worked on the menu at Borough. Can you just update me? Like, I feel like Borough like had this huge opening and then it kind of got quiet again, but I know they're doing great food there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I oversee all, all, all those restaurants uh, from the culinary perspective and you know, we're, we're very happy with what we're doing at Burrow. I think sometimes what happens at Burrow gets drowned out a little bit by what's happening at Parlor. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Burrow's going strong as, as, as the food's as good as I think it's ever been. And how would you describe it? Like, cause it's not, it's a neighborhood bar and restaurant, but it's elevated. Yeah, uh, it's 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 in the uh, as far as like price goes, I would say it's in the middle, uh, the middle range of mm-hmm. everything. Um, the food's very chef driven. It's 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 we were just talking about this yesterday, actually. It's it's American focused, which is kind of to say that anything goes uh, for the most part. There's yep. not not we don't play with a lot of rules there. Uh, Parlor has a few rules and it mostly revolves around a, a cheeseburger. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, Burrow, Burrow's kind of broad, you know, we want the food to be creative. We want it to be interesting and we want it to be kind of playful. Like those are the main Burrow rules. Do you have any pasta on the menu at PS state? Cause you, I think are just such a master at it. <laughs> we, we have a linguine and clams actually on oh, the menu. Uh, I love just, linguine and clams. And, Bongole, man. Yeah, Tell yeah, you yeah. what, that is, uh, that is something that is in my heart as in like you either win me or you lose me forever. On it, you know, <laughs> we're using a really cool, uh, really cool pasta that, um, it's a, it's a dried pasta. We're not, we're not making it there. Um, sometimes you just need dried pasta. Sometimes it's you a, do. It's yeah. a texture. You thing. do. It's yeah, absolutely yeah. true. I believe it. And, uh, the, it's actually made with hundred percent Italian wheat. Oh, they grow it, it in Italy and nothing against the American no. wheat. It just was something, Again. something yeah. to try. Yeah. Very All right. Cool. All right. Um, your burger, you've, you've been known for making <laughs> these amazing burgers wherever you go. Do you have a burger on the menu at PS Steak? Actually, uh, not. Well, uh, yes. Uh, lamb burgers. Uh, La Belle V's lamb burgers uh, came back to the lounge. Um, a couple throwbacks on the menu. Uh, we're doing, we're, Starting Monday, we'll be doing uh, a burger. We open at four in the lounge, uh-huh. and we're going to be doing about 15 burgers uh, for the first people that order them. Um, it's bacon and just some some trimmings from the Zabutan and whatever else, and then butter, pickled onion ring, some uh, steak sauce mayonnaise. It's just something nice. Why the number 15? Uh, I don't know. It's a good, it's a nice, <laughs> nice, nice round number. It's more than 10. It's less than 20. I don't know. One thing I want to make sure that we talk about with PS Steak is that a lot of people think Steakhouse and they see, you know, the space as being this heritage space mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. talk and they think about it as like it's inaccessible to me because I don't do steak. I can't go to Manny's. I can't afford it. I can't, I can't go to these places. It's too fancy. Talk about the steak sauce because I think this was such a good entry point and such a beautiful thing that you, you guys are sort of setting up that it's accessible the steak sauce? Yeah. Well, I mean, because you you put steak sauce on the table because oh, sure. you don't want people to feel like they can't, they have to like sheepishly ask for That is my pet peeve when you don't put salt on a table. Right. I just, I, I get irate. But these guys, are, so they're making, t- tell us a little bit about how you're making your own steak sauce. Well, it was, it was, well, you got to have some sort of steak sauce, right? Because yeah. people are going to ask for it. Just like, we haven't anybody asked for ranch yet, but we, we <laughs> well, it's just one of those it's things. It's coming. You know? It's coming. If somebody will. Yeah. yeah. But we, we have steak sauce uh, that we make. We, Went through a few iterations, and it's it's sort of it's a throwback. It 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 it, it tastes like a one with a lot of black pepper in it, more Yum. or less. But we but we make it. We don't just take a one and add a lot of black. I pepper. I was gonna so. say or ketchup but, and but, add a little but, Worcestershire sauce, like we, my we, mom did. We yeah. try to be a little disarming with stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, we we start. We, it's a, it's an intimidating space, so we try to throw in some pieces of comfort that set people at ease out the gate. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. And the bar, you've always had a strong bar program there. 
Well, we added another bar now, too. Yeah, so there's, there's a two second bars. bar yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. So a bar inside. Okay, oh, I cannot yeah, wait. I know. I it's know. Hard, it's hard to picture in your mind. Have, if you've been to the space, it's hard to picture. Even from the pictures, it's hard to tell where everything is. I get that a lot. But uh, but it's when you get in there, it's 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 really cool. I think we're I'm happy with what we did. When we look at Manello, you were doing a Mama de Camp and having yeah. a like red sauce Italian nights. Are you still doing still, that? Still do every Sunday. Yeah, okay. it's, uh, and, it's one of my favorite things to go eat. And do you <laughs> what? It, what is the special that it is? It's Sunday night. Sunday night, all night uh, from five to ten. And it's just red sauce and just, yep, just uh, chicken parm, um, chicken piccata, baked ziti, spaghetti meatballs, lasagna, just everything, everything that. I, I grew up on that kind of went away. There are no more restaurants that do it very well, I don't think. And well, I, I shouldn't say that, but we, I like how we do it better. Yeah, so. that's a great way to say it. Um, so that would be Manello on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. And do you serve it family style? Uh, it can be. Yeah. Uh, well, it's big enough to be family style. Yeah. A lot of people don't because I think family style restaurants are, are falling out of favor in town for the most part. And they don't, people don't understand it as much anymore. Yeah. So they want their own right, right. things. They're, well, it's as big as, it's as big as the plate. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a, <laughs> a, lot giant to, a lot to take home. Plate yeah. of spaghetti and meatballs. Yum. I don't find anything wrong with that. No, not <laughs> at me all. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, thanks for being with us. It's Chef Mike DeCamp. Uh, he is helming PS Steak, which is now open. Also, Burrow, Manello, Parlor, Parlor in St. Paul. Uh, any other ones that I forgot about? I think that's it. We have a little taco shop in uh, Lynn Lake called Mercado. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't mm-hmm. even know about that. Just your concepts. Yeah, yeah. they're all over. Yeah. All right. I'll have to check that out. Thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. This is the portion of the show where we answer your questions live on the air. 651-641-1071. If you want to call in, Stephanie's uh, <laughs> Ask Stephanie portion of the show. 651-641-1071. And our producer, Hope, will put you live on the air. Uh, you can always reach us a number of ways. So there's Stephanie's Dish, uh, either Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. There is Steph March or Stephanie March. And there's also a Facebook page at My Talk 1071 button. There's a million places. Oh, my God. So Listen, many. We have on the Weekly Dish, of course, we have a, uh, sir, we have a, a hospitality rant post going on about bad service you might have received. It was kicked off because we heard about the woman who was told she couldn't sit at the bar because she might be a hooker. Because she might be a hooker. And I just thought I would go nuts on that. I wanted there's a couple there's a really great thread going on about about bad service that we've received. I wanted to read Stephanie uh, Potter's because it's so funny. She says, only because I myself was in the service industry for 19 years can I say how appalling this exchange was with the bartender in Woodbury. She says, me with a newly delivered tap beer. My glass has a chip in the rim. Can I please have a new one? Bartender, this isn't, there isn't a chip in your glass. <laughs> me, yep, it's right here. Bartender, then drink out of the other side of the glass. <laughs> me, seriously? Can I just get a new one? I'm just going to pour this into a different glass. Well, what about the chip? I'd like a new glass. The chip didn't fall into that glass. Can I get another beer? It's not free. I'm going to charge you for another beer. <laughs> wow, that is some service. That is amazing. We did get a comment from Janine. She said, hey, Weekly Dish, we loved your mute. mute. Hi, mute. We loved your Moochie's referral. Had a great time. Oh, Speaking of hospitality, our friend Tim Niver over there does a great job with hospitality. Yes, for sure. And they have stopped doing or they're about to stop doing weekend donut service. Yeah, I did see that. And they didn't really say why. No, they did say why, because it's a it's a lifestyle thing. It's so hard to get up every single morning 
on the weekends and they have to be there at like 4 a.m. To do the donuts. To do the donuts. And this is also, you guys, after a Saturday night. So you're basically never leaving. And I just feel like I absolutely agree that that is a lifestyle choice and people's lives have changed and evolved. And, you know, maybe their kids are getting older and it's not as easy for them to. Right. There's just a lot of stuff. So I think, yeah, do it. Brenda's got an instant pot question. Hi, Brenda. Welcome to the Weekly Dish. What can we help you with? Hi. Hey, quick question. So um, I've got my instant pot. I got it at Christmas. And I've cooked my eggs, and I've cooked stew, and I've cooked chili. Okay. But I, my husband's like, I said, i got to cook something in my Instant Pot today. And he goes, what, what's that thing you can just throw your chicken breasts in, yep. frozen, yep. and cook them? And I'm just curious how to do that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, all you, I mean, literally, you just do that. <laughs> you just take your frozen ones, and you can, if they're too big, like some of the you know bigger ones are... You know, you don't have to worry about it. Just put the trivet in there and put a cup of water in, put the frozen chicken breast in and shut it, cook it on high for 20 minutes. That's okay, it. perfect. And then um, I noticed, um, Stephanie Hansen, that you were on Jason's show. Yep. And you cooked risotto. And I was trying to write it down, but I didn't have a chance to. Yeah. The, um, go ahead. Really quick. I mean, that's something that looks also really quick to do yeah the whole recipe beginning to end including bringing it up to pressure is about 12 minutes the cooking time is five minutes the whole recipe is on stephanie's dish.com okay so you can find it there but yeah and stuff it's It's all over the facebook page too the weekly dish facebook page and if you did join the weekly dish instant potters uh or the you know yeah the weekly dish instant potters it's there too there's a ton of great recipes on there right now and okay so i just take my chicken breasts because they're from costco cut them out of their little plastic wraps Throw them on the um, trivet, trivet, yep. and then put a cup of water in. Yep. Yeah, and you're just putting them on the trivet to keep them from sticking, sticking to, the, to the side. Yeah, and then you said what? How how long? Like about twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Yeah. Awesome. And then you shred okay. it, and you can you know put it in a burrito or add barbecue sauce or whatever. I love it. Perfect. Okay. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Have a good luck. All right. So we do have another question that came in. Uh, Let us see here. This is from Jeannie again. Casual good dining tonight in St. Paul with an out-of-town friend from Chicago who's involved in an event at the River Center, please. Parlor Bar, St. Paul, West 7th Street. Uh, yeah, yeah. Casual dining, great burger. That's I would a fun say also, spot. you could go to the bar at Meritage, you know, Kappa Scrot there oh, and get... Oh, my sister was there last week and yeah. was going on and on about how great it was. Yeah, I mean, you can get a you can get a burger there, too. It's a, you know, they have, they have great, you know, f- beautiful dishes, but it's not formal. You I know what I mean? The, I love the bar at St. Paul Grill, too. Yeah. Like, they just have really good food there, super good wild rice soup, um, always great meat and burgers and, and any I, of those types of cuts. And actually, a really good spot, too, is Birch's Lower Town. We were just down yeah. there. And that's like, you can pop over to, you know, it's not that far down, you know, the road to go to uh, Lower Town and across from CHS Field and just get a good burger and some beer. And I would say if you want to go the opposite way down West 7th, going, would that be South or yeah. East? Mm-hmm. Um, you could go to Pajarito, which is on West 7th, which is Mexican inspired, but it's upscale, not upscale Mexican. How do you no. even describe it? It's just elevated Mexican. Elevated Mexican. Thank yeah. you. Because that place is oh, really, really good. I went there for lunch this week and it was just so Yum. yummy. All right, so that is some recommendations there. A couple more restaurant events since we have people who aren't calling in necessarily, but I'm just telling you, there's a couple good ones. Ordered lettuce wraps and an omelet at Cheesecake Factory. After an hour, the server came back to confirm 
what we had ordered after oh. an hour. I'm assuming someone lost the order. Another hour went by and we finally got our food with just a sorry it took so long. I talked to the manager about an hour and a half in, in and she said that she would check on it. Nothing comped. Not even a bread basket brought out while we waited. That's a bummer. Wow, two hours? Two hours? I don't think I would wait that long. Oh, no. Uh, my friend Mary, who I know from high school, Mary, she says, so many waiters don't know their food. You're selling food. Know what's best and most popular when asked for a recommendation. And if you this don't is shocking. lie, lie like well, people don't like, oh, lie I- about the dish, but say, let me go ask Johnny or let me go ask Betty or, or lie. No, if don't you, lie. If I've no. never had the chili. I'm a vegan. Well, well no, no, no. I don't need your personal story. Like, don't you know anything you can say about the chili? That's well, good. That's, that's I don't need you to have to taste it, but I don't want you to say, yes, it's a great dish with Tons of peppers and, you know, hot sauce when you don't know. Don't lie about that. You don't have to say your own personal part, but just say what's good. Okay, yeah. Get someone else's story then. That's not a lie. That's just someone else's story. But what I don't want you to tell me is, I don't know. I'm a vegan. I don't eat fish. I don't eat that. Great. Thank you. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Lie, I say. Lie. I know. All right.